0: This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review The Monuments Men.
1: While we must and will win this war, we should also remember the high price that will be paid if the very foundation of modern society is destroyed. It's a Michelangelo joke to be made. You're just the man to make it. We have been tasked to find and protect art that the Nazis have stolen. You want to go into a war zone and tell our boys what they can and cannot blow up. That's the idea.
2: If you would, just read the orders. I'll tell you what these orders say. Don't knock out old the buildings. Do not interrupt me, Lieutenant.
1: I think that went well. We're going to start with a friend in Paris who's going to have some idea of where the French art has been hidden. How can I help you steal our stolen art? The Nazis are taking everything with them, so we have to get as close to the front as we can. Look at this. It says if Hitler dies or if Germany falls, they're to destroy everything. Everything. We gotta move. They tell us who cares about art, but they're wrong. It is the exact reason that we're fighting. For a culture, for a way of life. What is all this? People's lives.
0: Welcome to Low Earth Orbit, Episode 30. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Steve Marmon. And on this week's episode, we're reviewing the movie The Monuments Men. This was based on a true story and is co-written and directed by George Clooney and is based on a book. And it has a really star-studded cast. It stars George Clooney, Matt Damon, Bill Murray, Kate Blanchett, John Goodman, Jean Dujardin?
1: Uh, French, which we're all bad at.
0: Yep. Hugh Bonneville, Bob Blabin? Blabin? You all recognize him when you see him. And Dimitri Leonidas. Wow, that's a kick ass name. Yeah. He (laughs) sounds like a good for him.
1: Sports uh, (laughs) athlete. Yeah. Sports athlete.
2: <laughs> and a lot and a lot of the talented <laughs> actors uh. Benedict
0: Cumberbatch is not is not there notably We're absent a little Benedict worried. Cumberbatch
1: not sure if he's doing okay <laughs> uh,
0: yeah and so um sort of the short plot synopsis here is that at the very tail end of World War II, a team of, well, I guess it's actually not just American, but like a combination of American and, and uh, other allied countries, art and architecture experts are sent into Europe to basically make sure that all of the cultural artifacts don't get blown up by both sides, both the German side and the allied side, to make sure there's actually some part of Europe that's still left after yeah. the war happens. And so we got to see a advanced screening of the movie, and we just saw it a few hours ago. And so... Steve, what was your initial impression of the movie?
2: So what I expected for the movie was Ocean's Eleven, but with art set in World War II. And that's definitely not what the movie is. It's kind of hard to describe the movie. It it feels like a set of kind of connected vignettes about these men who are not really soldiers trying to say, you know, to sort of valiant effort to go and save culture in, in Europe and frequently ending up in Kong situations as a result. And it sort of is a coherent story, but it doesn't really, it didn't really feel like it really gelled to me. There's some good acting. I mean, like, you know, a lot of the actors have some sort of great, some great comedic pairings that go on. And Kate Blanchett's acting I thought was actually really good. I found her performance really compelling. But there's so many different stories. It also of felt really kind of unbalanced. If like you get Kate Blanchett and... Matt Damon for a while, and then you wouldn't see them for a long time. They'd come back, and then that storyline would sort of fit into the other storylines in kind of sort of forced-feeling way, but it, didn't really, it, wasn't, it wasn't really critical to their stories. It felt more like they had a bunch of ideas for scenes, and they kind of like put them all together and tried to make a movie out of it, and, and maybe the scenes were all maybe based on real-life events, but they didn't really feel like they made a cohesive narrative, and so while it was, it was entertaining, I wasn't particularly impressed by it on the whole. I wouldn't wholeheartedly recommend it. I guess it's kind of you would or would not? I would not wholeheartedly recommend it. I mean it's if you want some of a fun diversion, it's free on Netflix or maybe it's you know a few dollars on iTunes, sure. But I, I don't I would
1: recommend going to it in a theater. Scott, what were your impressions? This is an extremely long and boring movie. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is literally Wow, <laughs> don't tell us how you really felt <laughs> Just wait. No, uh, no. It it feels like so. Kind of to echo what Steve said. Like it feels like it's going to be a movie about Oceans Eleven, Fish Out of Water, right? Like so, they take that same kind of group of of misfits or whatever or ensemble cast, and then say, oh, okay, well there are people who are in a war, and you think all the jokes are going to be around. You know, where's this group of crazy people and we don't know how to be in a war, but we're saving the art. And it's it. the trailer suggests that it's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. And there are funny moments, but it's it's a very serious movie. I mean, yeah. I think it's fair to say
2: most of the funny moments are in the trailer. Yes. It's, the, one, it's one of those kind of movies. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah exactly. It's like if you your high school art history teacher got together with your high school history teacher <laughs> and they're like, what, what kind of movie would the kids like? I know. Let's make a movie about people looking at art. In World War Two. That's the history teacher part. And then make that two hours and a thousand minutes. And then throw in some funny stuff because it's fun. I mean This is more entertaining than the movie, by the way. <laughs> I mean it's it's weird. Like there are moments that are really awesome. Short moments, you know, but but there are some moments that are really funny. There are and, and there's there's some Oddly touching moments too, yeah, like, the, like like the
2: part he listens to a, a a record sent to him by his children. Agreed. I don't, know, I don't understand I or grandchildren. Yeah, I don't understand what it has to do with the movie at all. It yeah, feels so out of place.
1: So here's it's a very beautiful moment. Yeah. but there's so many things like that. Yeah. So I think I think the biggest. I mean, the the base level problem is that it's just boring. I mean, I think for most people, unless you're really into the material, personally, I, I'm I'm just exhausted in the same way that I'm exhausted with like zombie stuff. I kind of feel the same way about like World War II stuff. Like I feel like we need to move on. You know, it, it would just keep dragging World War II along and along. That's just the way I personally feel about it. But um, but beyond that, it's like the trying to get the geography of like the relationship of the characters and literally the physical geometry or geography about like where people are in relation to each other and what their motivations are. It's very hard to keep track of what is going on. Like, it why is, does Matt Damon immediately you know take off and come back? I mean, I I understand the conceit of it, but like it doesn't fit the movie really.
2: Yeah, it it, it doesn't. Like, they all leave for reasons that are not very well explained. And they all yeah. come back together again, and it doesn't, most of what happens doesn't really matter. And, and yeah. in the end, it felt like they, they needed a finale, so they created, they kind of construed a finale yeah. that, like, was sort of tense and had some emotional, yeah. like, you know, like you know strings attached to it to make it feel like they could yeah. wrap things up. But it, the yeah. rest of the movie, like, I don't, they didn't need to go to Belgium or to France yeah. or any of the places to really make the rest of the movie happen. It just yeah. kind of,
1: yeah, there were some good. There happens. were some. There were some good moments in the last twenty minutes, like some stuff that was like some re, some reveals and like some touching moments and all that kind of stuff. It's just a, there's a lot of stuff to get through to get there. So it's yeah, I I really can't recommend it. I mean, if I don't I don't even know if I would say like watch it on on Netflix or something because I, I just didn't enjoy it. I mean, I didn't actively dislike it, but I, I could think of a lot of other things I would rather do instead of that. Other than yeah, there were those few moments. There's probably. If you smash them all together there were five moments that were really cool but there's just all this other stuff that um you know i was thinking it's like when you're growing up when you're like six or seven years old and you see your parents watching a movie and you're like wow this is so boring why are you watching this movie And, and like they tell you oh you'll know when you get older i feel like i either have never reached that level or, or I was justified in thinking that those movies are really boring because that's how I felt I felt like I was 7 years old I was watching a movie about war and it feel, felt very boring except... it, it feels
2: like a very, it feels like a, it should be a movie that was made a long time ago like, it feels like a exactly.
1: 70s movie exactly and the music the soundtrack, soundtrack it felt so exactly, bad exactly well, it, so... like, it felt like one of those old like, yeah it was,
2: it was so like by the books and predictable and totally unoriginal great. feeling Like I was like I, I was actively distracted by the soundtrack I by to, how yeah. extremely unoriginal it sounded like, I feel like I've heard this 100 times before yeah, it was it's just like someone did this in their sleep yeah i I just it it felt like an 80s like war movie yeah yeah it felt the whole movie felt very like kind of uh, by the you know by the book yeah
1: although the one thing i'll say is when the actors were fantastic i mean acting was really really good it's just that they didn't have anything to work with you know and yeah i mean there was a spoiler thing i was gonna mention but um yeah anyway Anyway. justin (laughs) what do you think
0: I actually really liked it. <laughs> wow! I thought it was. I thought it was really fun. Really? I, don't, I liked it. Yeah, wow. I thought it was great. That's, that's great. Like, and I think a lot of things you guys said were true. Which is like, like the you know, the trailer definitely gives you the impression that it's going to be Ocean's Eleven World War Two edition. Yeah. Right. Where there's going to It even starts that way. Yeah, totally. And it, you know, it, you know, there's the recruiting the team mm-hmm. and sort of you know getting the whole plan or not really a plan, but they sort of get all their stuff together. And you know, the trailer and even the, for the beginning of the movie kind of gives you the impression that it's, there's going to be a very focused, like one well executed heist. And yeah. that's actually not what it turns out to be at all. Um I don't know. I'm I'm actually really cool with what it turned out to be. And I, I was really like kind of captivated by the movie and like got swept away with it and was like really interested in like what was happening. And like, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was really enjoyable. Like, I don't know. I, I was having a good time watching it. And like, you know, I don't know. I I, I thought that, at no point did I ever really, I guess, believe that the actors were whoever their character was supposed to be. You know, I was watching, I wasn't watching these particular World War II characters. Yeah. I was watching George Clooney and Matt Damon and Bill Murray. Did you feel that about And Kate, John Goodman. Kate Blanchett, too? Uh, You know, no, she was, she was really good. She actually was very believable in her character. But the rest of them, like, you know what? I'm going to watch some A-list movie stars, B, A-list movie stars yeah. in a big budget movie.
2: And it was great! Which is how the Ocean's Eleven series feels like.
0: Yeah, I think Ocean's Eleven is a little better because it knows kind of what it is, you know? It knows that it's a heist movie and, like, just owns it, you know, and just totally runs with it. And this one, like, I think the trailers really try to sell it as a heist movie, and it's not what it is, and that, that does kind of feel a little wonky. But the movie that we got, I actually liked. I thought it was cool. Like, I don't know. I, I enjoyed watching it and, you know i don't know that was all right i would i would recommend it to people i guess so um, I'm,
2: I'm in the minority good. here no that's good no that's, <laughs> um, that's yeah.
1: good to hear an alternate perspective
2: on well, it. what did you guys think about the discussion or discussion but the the theme about sort of art versus life because clearly they're, they're risking their lives for this yeah you know and they're they're not too much of a spoiler alert to mention that there are you know there are fatalities people died in a war yeah, yeah people yeah. die in trying to achieve this this mission you right. know and it, it's just it's. I mean, there's. There's this. They spent a lot of time kind of trying to justify that, mm-hmm. or or discuss whether or not it's justifiable.
1: What, right. what did you guys think about that? I, that was my. That was the most interesting part of the movie to me. It's near the end. There's like a direct question with George Clooney's character and the president. It's and like, yeah, was it worth it? Yeah, and that 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 whole mon, I guess monologue or, or you know interaction I thought was interesting and made me think about how I would feel in that situation. So I, I liked that part. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was. It was. I felt was overly belabored. In like they brought multiple times, there was the letter and
2: there was the final scene and there was some other times it came up. And yeah. it felt like they were like beating me over the head with it. Yeah. But maybe it's just me.
1: It didn't occur to me.
0: Uh no, I I, I understand what you're saying, where it occasionally feels it's so ab- direct. Yeah, it was a little bit heavy
2: handed. I mean but it is an interesting question. No, I think right? it's a legitimate question. Yeah, totally. I, I wish they would have, they would have, you know, addressed it with more subtlety. Like, if we, it wouldn't have had to explicitly say it, but they, they would have mm-hmm. just somehow like illustrated it through the course of the story, like sure. you know. And I'm not sure, like, how exactly, maybe through the reactions of the family members, these people that died and yeah. like why they died. I, I don't know how they could have done it, but just to have like George Clooney's like character give multiple give them a monologue about it or multiple monologues about it felt like they kind of had to address it because it's kind of, I mean, it's the first thing that occurred to me. Like, oh, you know, if they're going to go and risk their lives or maybe other people's lives for a painting. Yes, yes. And other characters in
0: the movie say that. I mean, you know, they they land on Normandy like in the first, what, 20 minutes of the movie and they go talk to the commanding officer and he's like, No. Like, how can I explain to some, you know, mother back in the States that her son died because we couldn't achieve our strategic objectives because we couldn't blow up this particular building because it happens to be a historical artifact? Like, I can't do that. I can't have that responsibility. Yeah, I think that was
2: was a better example of addressing this – of a way to address this problem than what they – than George Clooney's repeated monologues.
0: And there's there's at least one more encounter in the movie where one of the characters basically is like – You know, we need to do X, Y, and Z to protect this building or protect this painting. And the person's like, no, that's a terrible idea. Like, that goes completely against our strategic objectives here. And you're going to put more lives at risk to protect this thing, this this object. And you're going to kill people to do it. And they go ahead and do it anyway. Um, but yeah, I, if they had maybe done it more in that way, you know, it would be less sort of like beating you over the head with it. But yeah, overall, I think it was... Um, it was an interesting question to raise. And I, they, they were maybe a bit heavy-handed in yeah. the presentation. I think they couldn't
2: have not raised it without you know, audience it felt members weird. themselves well, it. The yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it would, have been, it would have been more strange for characters not to raise these. Yeah, two. like, oh, of course, you know, human life is less important than art. That would have been, you know, or right. if they made that assumption, you know, or, or implied that, that would have been weird, too. So they had to address it. I just felt like it was addressed in such a blunt, heavy-handed way totally. that it felt, felt odd and felt forced. I like that part now. <laughs> I, I apparently don't have a taste for subtlety.
0: But I mean, do you, um, I i would like, it. Would it have been? Would it have been strange if like they had gone to one of those people and they'd been totally on board with this person's mission? We're like, yeah, totally. Like we'll, you know, we'll throw GIs into the meat grinder to protect the Madonna and child at, you know, in Bruges. Would, would it have been like, would that have been more strange or would that have been? Uh, no, I think the way they did, I agree with the way they did it in the okay, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think
1: it was the, it didn't, I can, I can see the argument that it was maybe a little too direct and they could have done it by like the Socratic method, you know, <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't distract me. And I thought, regardless of what the treatment was, I liked the idea that the question was part of the movie, oh, like totally. the driving force of the movie. I, I, I found agree. that interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's something I would take away and like think about later. You yeah. Know? yeah. So yeah. cool. So, so overall, it
0: seems like we had a, <laughs> <laughs> the majority of us had a negative reaction to the movie. With my one sort of <laughs>
1: – <laughs> I liked it. Uh, I, I would say – so here's the thing I would say. Personally, I didn't like the movie. But if you are really into World War II history and, you know, at the period piece of a World War II movie, I think you would, there's a good chance you would like it. Or if you're really into sort of art history, I could say in these two – you know, either those two cases, you would like it. I don't happen to be in either of those camps. I was going to see it for the actors and they weren't in the type of roles that I was expecting yeah. them to be in.
2: I feel like if you're really into World War II and this kind of thing, you should really watch the BBC series Foils War, which has one specific episode that's basically like this movie, but done, I think, in a better way. It's not so. It's not like a bunch of Hollywood actors clearly having, you know, clearly put into World War II, you know, time period and awkward situation for comic relief. It's like they're trying to actually tell a story about stolen art and protecting it in World War II, and you know, because and. I think it's more, I find it more effective way of exploring the same, a lot of the same themes and the same like historical uh, context that this movie was, um, than, than this movie actually achieved itself. So if you're that person, watch Foil's War first. And what, and you, in the art episode is in, I think, in the first series, about the second series, um, it's very early on in Foil's War. Um, and then, if you want more of that, then this movie is like a cheesier, cheesier, actionier version of that with lots of more Hollywood mixed in. And maybe you'll get something out of it, maybe not. But I feel like it's not the best embodiment of this concept.
0: All right. There okay. you go. As always, if you want to leave any feedback on our show or any other of our episodes, you can email us at feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. Visit our website at lowearthorbit.fm. And you can also follow us on Twitter at lowearthshow. All right, so we had a little bit of follow up from one of our previous episodes. I think talking about uh, comics when we reviewed Saga, and so Scott I think has some Twitter feedback.
1: Yeah, so we got uh, some people started sending some stuff to at Lowert's show, and uh, David Sandro, who is a friend of the show, <laughs> he, he mentioned uh, that he he was specifically addressing Steve's concern about you know kind of the art style thing. How you wanted you were interested in seeing more comic book art that was like hand painted as opposed to the mix and match. Thing with saga. Um, and he, he mentioned a couple that he thought might be interesting. So Mouse, and I, I it's spelled M A U S, and it's a really well known comic. I haven't looked closely at it. I think it's a comic book treatment of the Nazi occupation. Absolutely. Uh, but as mice, right?
0: Right. So the gist I haven't read it, but the gist behind the comic is basically it is a story of of World War Two and about the Holocaust, basically. Yeah. But in this telling of the story, the role of, you know, the Jewish people is played by mice and yeah. the role of the Nazis are played by cats. Yeah. And
1: it's uh, it's very it's very well known. It's a very famous. Yeah, yeah, comic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he mentioned that when he mentioned Jimmy Corrigan, which I've never heard of at all. I don't know what that is, but I'm curious to go check it out. And uh, so he was saying that those are kind of like higher visual density art, art wise. And then he said on the other side, and I'm going to try to pronounce these, but uh Persepolis? P-E-R-S-E-P-O-L-I-S is a comic. And there's a movie also uh, on the same material. So he, we'll, we'll check those out and see if any of that stuff might be interesting. Uh, and then the one other one we got, Rob Brackett, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Another friend of the show. Uh, he, he mentioned that, uh, So I had never heard of the series, but there's a, a series called Star Wars Dark Empire which is a comic book series and it's all hand painted. So he's suggesting that you might actually be interested in the art style there. So we should, I I looked at it really quickly and it did look very good. Um, But I, so I also did run across, there's a series from Alex Ross. I I suggested Alex Ross Mm -hmm. as like hand painted stuff. And he's very good at it. There's a series called masks, which um, is apparently very popular. And it's that style. It's, it's not, he, he has done Marvel stuff and DC stuff and it it, it is hand painted. uh, But masks is something that's a little bit more, a little closer to Watchmen. In other words, it's it's like uh, pre, you know, it's supposed to be like before all this stuff went mainstream. It's like before, while we're still figuring it out, what does it mean? Um, so, yeah, we could we could check it out and see if it's something we want to look at, but. I don't think we
2: should. Yeah, we should. Uh, I'm so, certainly happy to <laughs> finally discover the comic book, you know, like
1: style that will make me fall in love with a medium. Um, but, I mean, we, we really like hearing from you guys, so. Yeah, no, it's really great. So, you know, if you have more suggestions, please let us know. Speaking of watching, did you ever finish watching No. Uh, no. I have no good excuse for it. <laughs> I started it. In. I'm, I'm, started like, like, I'm not, like, yeah. you know, Trans- badgering you. Yeah, no. exactly. I'm not, like, demanding it. I'm just no, curious I, to I, know. I'll, uh, I'll tell you the reason I s- – I, I, for sure, am going to read it. The only reason I didn't continue it is I got maybe, I don't know, like, 30, 40 pages in, and it was just more violent than I was expecting. Oh, it's very violent. So, I, I that was just a little bit of a slowdown. But, yeah, um, but yeah no, I w- I'm for sure I'm going to read it. Sweet.
0: All right, so now we're going to talk about some more spoilerish aspects of the Monuments Men. So, Scott, I think you had something that you wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, there were two moments I really liked. One was the moment when Bill Murray and the other actor's name, who I don't know, sat down with the German soldier. Yeah. And they didn't, none of them spoke. In, well, the German didn't speak English and they didn't speak German. Exactly. So, they, they sit down for like, in Bill Murray's character, is like, Let's let's pass the smoke around. Let's just try to get on the same page with this guy. Let's let's sit down. And the, the soldier like sits down and then they're sitting down for like 30 seconds. They're like, John Wayne. <laughs> they're like, look yeah. around. John Wayne. Yeah. I, I
0: love that. moment. I thought that was No, hilarious. that was really that was that was pretty great. Yeah. And
1: that, and as
0: much right. as I like that scene, it also wind up not mattering, you know, because it was one of those yeah. parts where I'm like, well, they let him go. And so, you know, this could go one of two ways, either like maybe he comes back later in the plot and helps them or he comes back later in the plot and hurts them, yeah. you know, with his German buddies, but it wound up just sort of being, like, not...
2: You know. I, feel, I feel like the first two-thirds of the movie was like that. You know, yeah, there was so that, there was the scene yeah. with the kid that was shooting at them from the that window. That was really interesting. And that yeah. turned out not there to be anything. There yeah. was the record scene I mentioned, there yeah. was the, the dying scene right. of that, the, the person they found outside the road, and that, that, that like, basically, yeah. like, they couldn't be saved. Right. It was just, it was, the, the first whole two-thirds of the movie was just a series of these unrelated yeah. vignettes that never mattered. Well, you can And, they, yeah, they, they didn't. And I, I liked
0: watching them. But it was sort of weird that they didn't actually sort of like string together into any a plot. And, <laughs> essentially. they didn't like,
2: even really have an overall message. I mean, there was sort of this like, I wish I shot a water message and this like, war is bad and people are away from their families. But yeah. it was a series of little small, like, you know, trying to capture all the different elements of the war. But no singular, you know, like narrative like goals it was it's like there was there behind any of that stuff well the,
1: the, so the, the thing i think about that like there's some movies that are amazing when they're a collection of amazing moments like i don't think that format is inherently flawed you know i i'm i'm kind of struggling to think of a really good example of this right now but there's you certainly can well, I have I think
2: lost in translation is a great example i
1: haven't seen it but i believe you yeah that's um, good. for i i know i don't know how you feel about this i know how you feel about drive but for me that that's what drive was like it was a collection of moments that i thought were really awesome individually I know it's a very polarizing movie. You know, I, I it just personally was attuned to my sensibilities and there's not a huge overriding plot. There is a plot, but it, it's more, I think it's what people say about like 2001, where it's like these series of like moments that are strung together into a movie. Not as much about the overall plot. Anyway, whatever. Um, so that, that can work. Or you can do this thing that, that Monuments Men did if you earn it. So you have to, in my mind, you can have them sprout off and do these other little vignettes if you establish some sort of trunk first. But it felt like they, they collected the team and then immediately fanned out. And it's like, wait, wait what? <laughs> the team was looking really rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't see them
0: together as a unit enough to right. sort of like believe them as a group before yeah. they all scattered to the wind, yeah. basically. Yeah. So I think I think, I think
1: you can do that once you've earned the audience's trust that there's some sort of connective tissue. And then you can kind of say, oh, OK, well, we'll stretch it a little bit and go over here. And the interesting things can happen. And then they bring it back. But it didn't have that you know yeah well, the solidification i, I think part.
2: i think it can sort of pay off too if they split all split off and then like all those all those individual little threads weave together you're like yeah, Whoa, yeah it all comes together that didn't happen either yeah there was no there was no great you know weaving together those plot points they were just series of vignettes yeah and they, they were sort of effective in some areas of establishing you know the the concept they're trying to sell like oh these guys don't know what they're doing they're in them they're in, you know they're out they're out of their element it established that you know pretty well but a lot of it you know, was, I think, retreading what has been so, to your point earlier, so overdone with World War II movies. Like, yeah, these people are away from their families. They're sad. You know, these these things they get in the mail help make them happy again. The saltines thing. Was- yeah. Like, I've <laughs> seen, like, I mean, it's so overdone. You yeah. know, and there's so many things are of, of that nature. Like, yeah, they, these, are, these are the classic World War II stories. Yeah. We've seen them a hundred times. Why do we need to see them again in the context of this movie? It didn't seem to add anything.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing I, I really thought... I think I know how you guys will feel about this, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. I actually thought the last minute or two minutes of the movie, I really enjoyed that. You know, I, I thought it kind of it, it gave it some significance. I wasn't sure it was going to actually end with. I wasn't really sure how they were going to end the movie. They could have just ended it at the end of George Clooney's like talking to the president thing. And that was just sort of they left you to your own devices. I thought it was kind of cool that they showed him with his grandson 30 years on. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I suspect you didn't like that. Yeah. The part felt the most sort of disjointed
0: to me. Yeah. Especially because and I got this impression more than once in the movie, but it was a bit, I mean, it's a bit breakneck in the pace at some points. to the And I think there was a spot where we were supposed to recognize a character from mm-hmm. earlier in the movie. Well, I were in the spoilers, but I can just talk about it. So, the st- stall the german yeah. officer is i guess the guy who's in the cabin yeah where they yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely it took me way too long to figure it's the same guy oh, really? yeah oh, right. way who's too the, long only german with a mustache aside from hitler well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i was just like it took me way too long so i'm like oh yeah i guess that is that guy i don't know i don't know if it was like the character or the actor or whatever but something about him just wasn't distinctive enough for me to go oh that's that guy you know and that was kind of the same thing with like old, whoever was playing old George Clooney yeah, at the end. Yeah, I was like, end. really? Is that the old like, George
2: Clooney? is that
0: what old George Clooney we think is really going to look like? like, like no, I don't know. It's like
2: current George Clooney, just a little more wrinkles. Actually, I don't, I don't <laughs> know anymore. He'll have enough Botox. Like, he'll look much <laughs> the same
1: as the current George Clooney. Just stop photoshopping him. Yeah. And that's what he'll look when he's old. But the cabin scene, I th- actually, I really enjoyed that scene. I
2: like the cabin scene.
1: Oh, no, no, when consider. he's in there, like, presenting to, yeah, yeah. no, that's very no, that, cool.
2: That was yeah, good.
0: That was good. But, yeah, the very last part, where it's in the 70s, and he's like, yeah, that
1: was and everyone had like
2: like the crazy seventies mustaches and the shirts and the hair. And I'm like, really, you're trying too hard to make it look seventies. Yeah.
1: But but I, the, the, the scene in the cabin, I mean, to me that that's edging up on the thing that's cool about Oceans Eleven, which is that they find all these people mm-hmm. that are like experts in yeah. something. And then you get to see them be experts oh, totally. at that thing, and it was yeah. He used to call the guy out, yeah. So you cool. kind of want more of that, but, but they're, but they're but kind of they bumbling did, they, around the whole. But movie. they didn't really do a job of that. Like, no, I fully agree. The, That's the, what I'm
2: the, the architects and, themselves like didn't do any, architecture that much. John, like, you, you yeah. didn't really to, You didn't really ever have to care that much about who had which skills, right? right. At least in Ocean's yeah. Eleven, there's like the
0: demolitions guy. Yeah, actually does demolitions, yeah. and there's the computer guy who does computer things. Yeah, and there's like the like acrobatic dude or
1: whatever, Torsions artist, whatever he was. But they all actually get to like demonstrate their expertise expertise in those areas yeah. yeah and you get to watch the fun of like them like being experts. Yeah. yeah you kind of get that in the cabin scene i think is and mean, he's kind of like I'm very yeah a little I, bit yeah I, yeah I know who that art collector is and, and the, the tension about like oh he, he he knows what i'm doing you know <laughs> i thought that was cool the other
0: part that was kind of in the same line where it was like man this should be a lot more satisfying than it is is towards the end where george clooney confronts the guy who killed one of the other characters and he doesn't know that you know like the german officer with the bandage on his arm mm-hmm. that's the guy who shot uh, oh yeah that's right yeah uh D- donald's Donald, character yeah. yeah and george quinn doesn't know that i guess like he isn't aware that this person he's talking to is the guy who killed uh, one of his friends yeah i
1: think so like, my guess would be that that's supposed to be like audience omniscient yeah totally yeah know? yeah, yeah. it doesn't play that way i can see no, how they set yeah. it up that way but it's one of those scenes where it's like man like
0: this like it's one of those scenes where it's like you as the audience member who actually knows the whole story you really want there to be like the satisfying like you know you want george clooney to slap him around you yeah. know like you want there to be like some something there yeah and it just wasn't enough yeah, yeah. you know and, like the way that george clooney told his little story about the deli that he goes to yeah. and, like that was like okay and you're gonna really just like i don't know take that story yeah. and just like beat him inside the head with it and he just kind of just like lets it there and like talking about his first cigarette or whatever yeah. and i was like man, this could have been so cool. And I feel like they just sort of let that one just sort of be mediocre. (laughs) It's like, oh, if you just maybe, I don't know, an extra day or two working on that little scene, and that could have been so satisfying. And it was just, it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's the point.
1: I don't know.
2: I think the, the whole first cigarette thing is, it happens twice in the movie. It does, yeah. Two different characters have their first cigarette, you know, in these <laughs> really? you know, forcing yeah. situations. The other, one?
1: the other one is with the, with the soldier. He's like, I don't oh, smoke. When they're
2: laying down. Oh, that's right. And then they and never they pay, smoke and, perfectly. And they never, never paid off. They don't, like, later on show them on being, like, chain smokers, lasers, you know, are <laughs> like, they say 70 years old without smoking the church, like, nothing. Well and, and, like, you go to such great lengths, it's such a big deal. Yeah, I do how it's the first yeah, it's cigarette screwed. for both
1: of them. And then, well, and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure in both cases if they were telling the truth, though. It's not for they, George Clooney. I didn't believe him.
2: I thought he was doing yeah. that for the
1: benefit of the guys. Because they was did it so naturally, so. it's like first time you smoke. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, that may also be because I think most of these actors probably smoke in real life. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. That, yeah, so I thought it might have been an acting issue. You yeah. know, or or they were lying. They're saying I don't. I, also, they said so. The other guy, the the I can't, I can't remember his name, but the guy that was sitting down with the soldier. He said, I don't smoke. He didn't say, I've never smoked. So, but yeah, Yeah. I understand. It was, it was sort of weird. Why call it out? You know? Yeah. Why call it twice? Yeah. Right. Different characters. It was funny though when the doctor was smoking. That, Boy, was, that great. was
0: great. That was fantastic. <laughs> when the doctor's smoking while he's doing like the lung exam, and, and then coughing. he's smoking in the middle of <laughs> the doctor It's a perfect Mad Men oh, type moment. Exactly, it's like right out of their playback. like yeah. I love that. Like in like the, I think the first episode or first two episodes of Mad Men, like one of the kids like runs in the room with a plastic bag over their head, and the mom's like, "What are you doing?". If my dry cleaning is spread over the floor, I'm going to be pissed. And you're like, that's what? No, your kid's got a plastic bag over head. It's like, eh, fuck it, it's the 60s. Like, you know, eh, you're fine. You can live long if you get to the 70s, you're in Uh, So I think that's the show.
1: Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Always have a little bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Is ready?
2: Yep. Let's do it.
0: This week on Low Earth Urbit. <laughs> <laughs> what was that word oh, you said? Right. That was horrible. <laughs> what was they say in a Lost in Translation? Like more intensity.
1: Yes, right. yes, It yes. sounds
0: like you said a lot more than that. Intensity. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I totally forgot about that scene. This goes off for so long. It's it so long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. <laughs> Okay, let's do this. Focus. We're professionals. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review the Monuments Men.
1: That was the most ridiculous. You were doing great until so you said the Monuments Men. The Monuments Men. It was the go. monster man. <laughs> hold together.
0: Hold together. Hold strong. Hold strong. We got it. We got it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: We got this. I'll watch like the first two minutes of this video about like you know audio signal processing or whatever, and I was like, I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like this is the most fascinating thing I've seen in a long time. It was super cool. Like,
1: For Steve, it's the opposite. He says he's going to watch a three minute video and he gets about four seconds in. He's like, Ah, eh, this isn't coming. all. Well. This. I need the too long didn't want version. Can I get the transcript of the video
2: all over the
0: entire a studio? Scott
1: knows me too well. <laughs> Five seconds, nothing has happened. I don't understand. That's it's awesome. Why am I still watching this?
0: <laughs> you know it's sure. Anyway,
1: anyway,
0: I but but when he interviewed, it, it's, when-
2: it's so funny. Like, so, like, there's so many things like we're on the same way. Like, like, what's funny? There's <laughs> some things like it's just totally it's not, totally diverse. Like, divergent. like it, it was like when there was like there was one point when we were talking about like I think like This American Life episodes. There was one that was about where he interviewed. There's like this interview with like one of like the other like. um Producer's mom, like this, like eccentric, like aristocratic British lady. I thought it was so hilarious. I was oh, about, you about. Yeah. You were like, yeah. Okay. And then and you were like, there's a squirrel that's so amazing. <laughs> I squirrel. couldn't stop laughing. And I was was the squirrel, and I'm like, I was waiting to be waiting to be falling in <laughs> oh my, my chair. God. Funny, and I'm like waiting and waiting, and then it was over. I'm like, wait a minute, what was the funny part? Like <laughs> a squirrel cop story. <laughs> yeah. I was literally crying. I was like, <laughs> tears are <laughs> running
0: on my face. I was laughing so hard. I, know, and I heard
2: that, and then I was listening to it. And I'm like, <laughs> Ha ha! Here and there, <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like there has to be a punchline here somewhere. No, not That's really. It's funny. It's funny. It's like
0: it's like like ninety percent, and the last ten percent, we're just like you're an idiot. Like, I, cannot, I cannot support your humor. Squirrels, really? Squirrels with their tails on fire, running under couches. No. Um, wow. It's
2: Our thirtieth
1: anniversary? No, no, not really. Thirtieth
0: anniversary. What do you get for the thirtieth? Uh,
1: is that one I of think, the ones? No, I think thirty-five is you get a watch. I thought you were say wand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. They just, we got you a little something for being with the company so long. You open it. it looks like a pen. It's a magic wand. Not a, not a practical gift, but I appreciate the gesture. But the pen does it work. <laughs>